Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Welcome to Maximize Your Influence. Kurt Mortensen here, episode 318, as we tap into how do you get into that unlimited long-term motivation. Thanks for being here. Hope you're excited to start a new year with new goals and a fresh new perspective of what you want to accomplish and be more persuasive, more influential. Set up before everything you want in life's on the other side of persuasion, motivation, self-persuasion, influence, the key factor to your success. So master this skill this year. We're going to take a deep dive of different aspects to make you more successful and take your life and income to the next level. Hopefully you had a great Christmas, holiday season, whatever you're celebrating around the world. I love the time to decompress a little bit, waste a little time, have a little fun. It all starts with the letter F. A little football, friends, family, and fatty foods. <laughs> kind of sums up my holiday. So let's dive into it. Let's talk about some things that will change every aspect of your life. Let's start off with the Blinja. A couple blunders and a ninja. Here's the sound. Now, many of you got holiday gifts this year, and I noticed a couple presents that my family received that are just sitting there. Nobody's using them, collecting dust. Why? Because the company was cheap and didn't provide all the parts to get them to work. I mean, there's nothing worse on holidays or Christmas or a birthday even where you get something, especially as a kid growing up. I never ever got something, a toy, and it needed batteries, and there wasn't any batteries, and it just, I mean, you can't really go get batteries at a store on a Christmas Day. It just kind of ruins everything. So my family got this soda machine, kind of a cool thing that uh, you can pretty much carbonate anything. And of course, they cut back. They did not provide the CO2 cartridge. And there it sits. And I get kind of mad every time I look at a bad association trigger. You probably got the same type of gift. Another gift was an instant hot water dispenser where you hit it and it's instant boiling water. Kind of a cool little contraption, but... It has to be installed, and I don't mind installing. I actually enjoy doing a little installation here and there, working around the house, but of course, it didn't have all the parts you needed to install the thing, and there it sits, and I look at it, and I get mad, (laughs) okay? Why would they do that? I don't know. Cutting back, it sounded good, bottom line, maybe that could be it. And the Ninja, one of the fun things about the holiday season is to see a lot of movies, and this was done... It was a pre-movie commercial, and I thought it was strange at first. It was for Charmin toilet paper, and uh, it was at the movie with my daughter. This commercial came on, and they were actually pouring water. There's just little fuzzy bears talking about toilet paper, and wouldn't you know, my daughter had to go up and go to the restroom based on that. I don't know if she was paying attention to it, but that's the key to persuasion, planting a little seed, something you're not thinking about, some subconscious triggers. And it was amazing how many people left the theater to go to the restroom just based on this commercial, this pre-movie commercial. So that's off to you. Pretty good. Well done. Couple blunders and a ninja. With that, let's dive into the geeky Scarly article of the week. Kind of appropriate for this time of year that 
wrapping gifts nicely can actually backfire, which is great news for me because I am known to be the worst wrapper in the family. In fact, everybody knows it's from me because the wrapping is so bad. I just don't spend the time. So this is good for all the bad wrappers out there. This is going to be a great article for you. And you're going to learn some things about persuasion too. This comes from the Journal of Consumer Research, University of Nevada and Vanderbilt University. Basically, on how nicely you wrap a, a present during the holidays. I'm sure this goes for birthdays too. It says you can relax when giving your gifts to family, but not acquaintances or friends. And so they did these experiments to where they found out that neat wrapping leads a person to set these high expectations. That's going to be this great thing. And it's really hard for those expectations to be met because if it's wrapped really nice, it must be a really nice present. So the first experiment, they gave people mugs. Half of them got a mug with their sport team they like, and the other half got a mug of a rival team they did not like. So it didn't matter what mug you got, the gifts were wrapped in the same blue paper and a gold ribbon. So they found out when the person got the mug they liked, or not, the researchers found they were more likely to like the gift when it was sloppily wrapped. For both sides, whether they wanted the mug or didn't want the mug. If it was neatly wrapped, what happened, and social scientists call this expectation disconfirmation. Basically, when it's wrapped, really nice, high expectations, and it's really hard for the gift to meet their expectations. In fact, Eric Mass at Vanderbilt said, sloppy wrapping leads to low expectations that are easily met or exceeded, giving the gift recipient a pleasant surprise. Did another experiment with earbuds, just average mid-range earbuds. But then it was sloppily wrapped. It was a mess. The earbuds were better received than the neatly wrapped ones. Now, if it's a friend, close family member, not going to really matter so much. They already know you. Probably that you're already cheaping your gifts anyway. <laughs> the big takeaway, they said, is that you want to take extra care wrapping those little things for acquaintances like neighbors and coworkers. And don't worry so much about the ones that are so close your family and friends. Again, it depends on the value of the gift, if you're going to wrap it nice or not. And that's true with all expectations. When we talk about expectations, positive or negative can help or hurt your ability to persuade. That's one of the 12 laws of persuasion is the law of expectations. And you got to monitor that. Just like when you see a movie, you hear all these great things, your expectations are high. And you're like, oh, it wasn't that good. Versus you haven't heard that much about it. And you're like, didn't expect much. And it was better than you expected. Another example, I did some schoolwork in Pittsburgh. Shout out to the Pittsburghers out there. Great, beautiful place. But the interesting thing is, is Pittsburgh has a reputation, steel mills, that sort of thing. And so when people come to visit, their expectations were really low. It's Pittsburgh. I mean, think about the name, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. But when you go, it's a beautiful, gorgeous, clean city. And people get there and they're like, wow, this is incredible. Because their expectations were so low that... Uh, <laughs> When they finally got there, they had a better experience than they expected. One of my early mentors, Jim Rohn, he's a great personal development speaker. Check him out if you haven't. His philosophy was to send a terrible picture, <laughs> show it to everybody before he would come speak. And when he got there, like, oh, he looks better than we thought. I don't know if I recommend that one, but an interesting play on the law of expectations. All right, up for podcast email. Oh, boy. This is from Lenora from Toronto, Canada. Thanks, Kurt, for Influence University. I'm just getting started. I'm excited for the course this year. Thanks, Lenora. 
And of course, that's at InfluenceUniversity.com for everyone to take a look at it. And I'll link it up and give you a special for the new year. So of course, Kurt, I'm working on goals. Can you help me out in setting goals? Well, Lenoran, Influence University under Millionaire Psychology, there's a whole course on goals and self-persuasion, but that's not your issue. I know everyone talks about goals in New Year's and goal setting and trying to get to the gym in January is very different than February. I'm not going to talk about goals because Lenora, that is not your issue. Your issue is the motivation with those goals. Everyone has goals, things they want, things to do in the new year. It's the motivation to those goals that I want to talk about. Unlimited long-term motivation, that's the issue. Now, backing up a little bit, there is that issue of goals that you need to have them written down. When you think about the happiest time in your life, you're pursuing a worthwhile, exciting goal. I want you to dream big this year. Get your goals. Biggest cause of unhappiness is not having a purpose, not having goals in your life. We need goals in our lives. And they have to be written down. They're not written down. They're just a wish. You have to keep the score. There's going to be ups and downs, but as long as there's an upward trend like we talk about in the stock market, an upward trend, you're doing pretty well most of the time. you got to keep the score. And it's real. It works. But let's put that aside because it's the motivation. Because you already have desires and goals and dreams and things you want this year. If you went to anybody on the street and say, hey, would you like to be healthier, wealthier? And like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the goal's there. They want it. It's just they're not doing anything about it. So let's dive into the psychology of motivation. I've spent years trying to fine-tune this and figure it out. It's a form of self-persuasion. But the great thing is you can use this motivation to motivate a prospect or motivate your kids or motivate yourself. It's the same formula, and it works. I mean, a lot of employees say, oh, the managers need to motivate me more. you got to learn to motivate yourself, motivate yourself in the right way. And we can lose motivation over time if we lose out on our passion. It can be an attitude, become a creature of habit. No vision, no game plan, lack of knowledge. There's a lot of issues there, but let's talk about the psychology motivation as we talk about the new year and goals and things you want to accomplish. You have the goals, at least I'm hoping you do, things you want to accomplish, make more money, be healthier, relationships, whatever it is, all the above. You already have the goals. How do you stay motivated? So let's talk about that psychology of motivation. Maybe get a piece of paper out if you're not driving and I can map that out for you. Because on a rudimentary level, there's only really two motivators in life. You can say pleasure, pain, reward, punishment. I like to use inspiration or desperation. That's it. You can motivate anybody with desperation. It's very short term. It's better than inaction. I don't think you've ever been to a dentist through inspiration. But then desperation is what most people use. They get stuck there. I mean, you can take a lazy teenager. They're not motivated, not moving. They're on the couch. They won't help out. Go out in the garage, get a can of gasoline, and light the couch on fire. (laughs) What are you going to see? Instant motivation. But once the couch has been replaced and you've been arrested, probably, they're going to go back to that couch. It it was great motivation, but a very short term. So there's a difference between short term and long term motivation. I want to kind of spell out the differences between both of those. Now, desperation, you're moving away from something, and inspiration, you're moving towards something. And the secret is, it depends on the day on what type of motivation you should use. It's not always going to be the same. You can't live in passion and you can't live in fear. I mean, some people do, but you need to have a combination for the long-term motivation that sticks to help you achieve your goals. Now, careful with your prospects. If you're trying to motivate them, you probably want to use a combination for most of them. Because if they're in desperation, you know, crank it up. Fear that's true. You're going to lose the money. You're going to lose your business. You're going to die, whatever it is. And then buffer a little inspiration, a little hope. You know, we can fix this. We can do this. 
Now, if people are already an inspiration, they're moving towards something, they're excited, they're building a legacy, they're serving, they're giving back, you want to stay there. They're not going to be motivated by desperation, but most people are motivated by desperation. Now, you're unique because you're on this podcast, you're listening, you probably are motivated more by inspiration than most people, but it's still going to be a combination of both. So on a piece of paper or in your mind, draw a horizontal line with desperation on the left and inspiration on the right and draw a vertical line right through the middle. So we're kind of a grid here. And on the top right, internal. And on the bottom right, external. These are kind of quadrants that you can take a look at to motivate yourself. And I'll explain the importance of each one of these. So let's take the lower left there. We're going to call that external desperation, external pressure, which could be force or fear. You have to do it. Not the best motivation, but it's better than inactivity. It's better than doing nothing. It's fear. Pure fear, short term, but again, it's better than nothing. External desperation. Take your present job, for example, or whatever you do. Let's say it's Monday morning. You don't want to go to work. You hate your job. Oh, What external things would give you desperation to force you to go to, to work? That fear. What would it be? Getting fired, losing your house, losing your spouse, looking for another job. You don't want to go, but you go because you have to through that fear. Not the best, but it's better than getting fired. Then the upper left, internal desperation. That would be your internal driver. Internal desperation is going to be your obligation or duty. You don't want to go to work. You don't like your job. You don't feel like going. But that duty, that obligation, you go, you know, they've been good for you. You've been there for 10 years. They treat you pretty well, and you go to work out of internal desperation. Not the best, but it's better than fear, but not as good as inspiration. And let's go to the right side, last a little longer, external inspiration. We can call that respect or love. You really respect the people you work with. You love your kids. You want to send them to the best schools. Those external things inspire you through the respect of your colleagues or the love of your children to go to work. Then the upper right-hand corner is internal inspiration or that purpose, that passion. You love what you're doing. You're changing the world. You don't need an alarm clock to wake yourself up in the morning. You're good to go. That passion, that purpose gets you there. Now, which one should you use? Here's the secret. All of the above. You take your main goal, put it on top of a piece of paper, put these four quadrants in. And I guarantee if you can come up with two or three reasons in each one of these quadrants and you don't feel motivated, when you look, you're going to find something that motivates you. And the secret is some days just going to be pure fear. And some days it'll be inspiration. It's going to be different every day, maybe at even different times during the day when you don't feel motivated to eat right, to exercise, to do what you're trying to do. But let me give you another example. I was consulting with a weight loss clinic, and you know, that's a big thing. It's, it's not what to do, eat less, move more, exercise, <laughs> watch what you eat, but we're emotional creatures and it's hard to stay motivated sometimes. I get it. I understand it. And so we had people put reasons in each one of these quadrants and it worked Incredibly. So if your goal is to be healthy, to diet, external desperation, lower left, you're right, dead, heart attack, stroke, <laughs> that might be your motivation for the day. Not the best motivation, but that might be your thing that gets you moving that day. If you look at internal desperation, that obligation, that duty, maybe you want to have for your job more energy and do a better job and stay more alert and be more successful for your company. Maybe it's the external inspiration for your grandchildren, living longer for your spouse, taking care of your family. Then the purpose, the passion, that internal inspiration might living longer, 
starting a charity, giving back, leaving a legacy, those things that give you purpose and passion could get you motivated. Which ones are going to work for you? I'm telling you, it's going to depend on the day and the hour and the time. It's going to be different. Now, I want you to spend more time in inspiration if you can, but it's not possible every day. We have bad days. We're human. That's how it works. Now, the beautiful thing about this is that you can use this with your prospects. If I was selling software, let's go through the quadrants. I'd ask enough questions, see where they're at, and I'm going to try to get them motivated to get this software. Maybe I'm going to use external desperation. Look, you're losing $100,000 a month. It's going to bankrupt your company. Whoa, okay. Maybe I'm going to use internal desperation. Hey, 80% of the industry is doing this. You need to upgrade this now. You need to do this for your company. Maybe it's external inspiration, doing it for the employees. It's going to be easier. It's going to save time. Maybe it's going to be internal inspiration, that purpose, that passion. You know, your stock price is going to go up. You're going to make more money. You're going to be the hero. You're going to be more stable. Those type of things could be internal inspiration. Now, if you're one-on-one with a prospect, you probably want to peg where they're at. And if they're inspiration, stay there. But for most people... I would start with the force, the fear, slowly build up the desperation, then get it to inspiration. Another example, if I had a prospect and I was selling an apartment complex, it might be, look, if you don't get this investment, you're going to retire broke and eat dog food. All right, a little extreme. Or the obligation or duty would be taking care of your family. The external inspiration, the respect or love could be having more respect from your friends, people knowing that you have this apartment complex. or That passion might be leaving a legacy, gifting this to your grandchildren, all of the above. So motivation is the secret, Lenora. That is the key. I'm glad you have your goals, but the key here is that motivation, staying motivated, and it's different every day. Whether it be for you or your prospects, you've got to tap into that, and that's what makes the biggest difference. So take that to heart. If you want to know about that guaranteed goals, check out InfluenceUniversity.com. I also talked a little bit about it last year, beginning of the year, called Guaranteed Goals. It's in the archives at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. That's also the place to go to contact me. Now, Lenora, since I read your email, you get a free subscription to Influence University. I'll upgrade you from the gold to the platinum, which means you'll have more access to me as we help you become more influential. MaximizeYourInfluence.com is also the home to take your persuasion IQ test. See where you rank. You can get the free book, Maximum Influence. This is the new edition. Pick up a little shipping and handling. And of course, you can find us on Spotify, iHeart, iTunes, YouTube, under Maximize Your Influence. In fact, every week I put up a new YouTube video. It's kind of supersized what we talk about here on the podcast. But thanks for listening. Thanks for your kind words. Thanks for being here. Master these skills. Become more influential. It'll change every aspect of your life. Use something that I talked about today and go out and persuade with power. 